and we are now live. Brooke Entz, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for helping work around my crazy schedule to find time. There's nothing wrong with being busy. Um, unlike me, I just work, come home, and I've got free time, which is always nice. So this is kind of what I do, and that's great fun. Um, but yeah, tell me about your background and what you do. for. So for the listeners that might not have heard of you, um, obviously, it's just an insight into sort of your story, really. Yeah, um, I guess just a quick answer would be I am from Southern Utah. I went to the CrossFit Games in 2015. I kind of got my start, I guess, with health and fitness. I grew up dancing, um, playing sports, all that good stuff. And that just kind of rolled into, I guess, a desire I had to go to the CrossFit Games. I was doing CrossFit well before I went, but I did team. And I was also a full-time dance major at the University of Utah. So I was not into training full-time, nor was I really interested at the time in the amount of pain or discomfort that I would need to be able to handle if I wanted to try, if I wanted to attempt to be a games athlete. When I started training for CrossFit Games, I was not a games athlete. I was just training and was giving it my best shot and turned out I was pretty good at it. So went to the CrossFit Games. I filmed... I was at Amazon in the movie Wonder Woman, the first one. No, I'm not in the upcoming ones. That was a choice of, of my own to not be a part of it. And then I was in Amazon in the movie The Justice League. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I've, you know, <laughs> uh, many are a lot better at it than me. I uh, kind of just had a biz business mindset. My parents are both business owners. And I love new opportunities. I have so many ideas and I just kind of run with them and see what happens. So I own a few businesses. I have partnered with, you know, had sponsors, partnered with companies. Um, and now I am doing that. I'm still training. I'm not competing anymore. I had a cervical fusion in the end, pretty much ended my CrossFit career um, in 2017. Right, Gina? I have to ask my friend 2017. Yep. Yes. So did that. And now I am, you know, dabbling in the entertainment industry. Um, hopefully more TV shows, movies are on the horizon. I filmed a couple things and just doing business and, um, yeah. What's, what's the, fitness. Do yeah. You give me the scoop on the, uh, the, what you've been recording. You can say no, obviously. Oh, I filmed, um, I did a, it called uh motion capture okay yeah, yeah for a it, it's for a project that is right now like through covid and everything it's been really difficult for a lot of i guess new shows and movies and things to even get filmed or just you know lots of hoops and a lot more issues trying to get all that stuff going so i did the motion capture for the sort of like trailer type thing that they use to pitch it. And they are now in the process of getting that pitched and hopefully getting it ready to go. So I'm just waiting, I guess, to find out when we would actually have to do more motion capture to actually film the show. Mm -hmm. um, it is, that was the first time I'd ever done that motion capture where you like wear the suit and have all the lights on you. And it was, it was really exciting. It was, uh, 
it's crazy how much you have to film. You have to think about everything, every little thing, stepping, using your hands, moving, turning, jumping. But that's the most recent. There are some other things that I've been in conversation with some, you know, producers or uh, show like um, script writers and things like that. But it's just a huge waiting game. So if something lands, though. Yeah, I will definitely be excited to share that information. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that's what I say. No, it's good. I mean, um, going back to sort of your your CrossFit stuff as well. Um, what was your main reason for like sticking with CrossFit training compared to other styles of training? So, like when you started that journey, why did you think this is yeah, kind of what I, I want to do? Yeah, I hadn't lifted weights or anything. Um, I found CrossFit when I was in college, and but I grew up playing sports, and I was an avid dancer and performer. I was really the most into my dance, musical theater, singing, things like that. And, but I always played sports. I was always an athlete, my whole family. And I had got into like conventional training, some more like bodybuilding style training. And I had found CrossFit because I was asked to come and audition for a show um, called La Rev. It's in Las Vegas. It's like a Cirque du Soleil type show. And I wasn't, I needed some help preparing for it because it's not just one style of dance. It's like, it's jumping, um, diving, it's gymnastics, it's, it's everything. So I was recommended a CrossFit gym. I went to it. And what I loved about it um, was that it was, it was creating, like it was functional fitness. It was like sport. It was muscle. I always say like muscle for go and not just muscle for show. And I love that about it. And then when it came to competing, um, I loved that that version of competition had everything to do with your performance, how well you've, you, like where you were, how hard you've trained your numbers, your time, your score. These are things that no objective judge could decide, you know, if you, looked good enough basically. So in comparison to other types of fitness competitions, um, now it had to do with your, your work and had nothing to do with how you looked. And then on top of that, I grew up, my physique is very athletic. I got teased a lot. Most of my upbringing, um, cause I had really big arms and I was really muscular. Even in dance, I knew exactly which dance companies I could dance for. And I knew all the dance companies I probably could never dance for because purely because of my physique. Mm -hmm. And I finally found a community where everyone was strong. Everyone looked different. It, it looked different on different people, but everyone focused on your, your performance and not on how you looked or how fitness ended up looking on you. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that, that definitely makes sense. I mean, from an, un, from sort of my understanding, what I'm gathering there is obviously if you go and stand on stage and compete, um, with other fitness fanatics, they're, they're judging you on appearance and, oh, maybe your, your glutes aren't big enough and this and, oh, or maybe you haven't done this for the judges, whatever, like, you know, a couple of handshakes here and there. And it is purely like merit based, like, you need to achieve this time better than everyone else and you'll get the reward for it. And it doesn't necessarily mean like, it doesn't necessarily matter how you look, you know, like if your arms are a little bit slimmer or your legs are a little bit thinner, 
or your bum's too big or your bum's too small it doesn't matter you're achieving those times and and those reps and that's what matters so i, I can see why that's a motivator to to stick with that i i kind of like that as well that you're judged on merit rather than, than appearance and i think most um sports and styles of training should be should be judged like that the same as football here or you i think you guys call it soccer um yeah it's like the teams who score the goals and perform the best to win the games it's not oh it's a fashion contest the best looking players win the game no matter the score doesn't it's yeah. never fair you know yeah it's definitely more of a put up or shut up kind of a situation you know and the work that you put in it's like you show up to a competition and you're as fit as you're going to be you can't you know depending on what you look like or whatever is not going to you know all of a sudden make you win a workout mm. it's the work you've put in leading up to that point and then you do the best you can so yeah i mean to to an extent obviously uh especially within the crossfit world you have got to be a certain shape i mean if i was like 500 pounds and i wanted to come and compete i'm probably not going to do too great you know like going on that rowing machine for a ridiculous amount of time i'm i'm probably not going to be as good as some of the leaner fitter people but it's not to say it's not possible but highly unlikely I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. You know, but every what's great too, though, is if people are interested in competing, but maybe they're not in a place, or maybe it's just not in the cards for them to be a games athlete. Um, there's so many competitions available now. You know, local competitions. It's not just all about the CrossFit Games, and so it really opens up opportunity for everybody. Um, yeah, and then if you if you're, you know, really like the strong are going to serve, the strong will survive in terms of trying to go to the CrossFit games. But I think what's really cool to remember is if someone is training for that and that's in your, in your, uh, your line of sight and that's what you're working for, then you're going to be eating for that. You're going to be training for that. You're going to be lifting for that. And it could take a really long time, but all of those things, controlling all those things, it's going to, it will change your physique mm. you know it's uh no that makes sense as well like yeah. if you're going to go into boxing you're more than likely going to have a boxer's physique to an extent i know there's a few exceptions with tyson fury for example but most people are going to have that sort of lean ripped physique so yeah, depending on you know, what your training is on what you're training for is usually the way you're going to grow and look yeah and then it just comes down to, ge to genetics as well you know, you have CrossFit athletes that they put in hours and hours of training and, and, uh, lifting and their body might be super, super lean and really muscular. And you'll have other, other athletes that do, they're putting up the same numbers. They're putting up the same times they're training just as hard and they might just never have their muscle may never look the way it does on someone else. They may never be super, super lean and it's just, but there's still performance is like through the roof. Mm. Right. It's just, yeah. it, it, it look, it manifests different on different people. Um, yeah. That's, and you will see, and you'll see similar like similarities between some people. Um, but 
Not, I'll keep, not, not everybody. I'll keep that as my excuse. I think that it's just manifesting differently on me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm blaming it on. Um, is, uh, am I right in thinking Matt Fraser's retired now? I think he's gone in to join um, Steffi at Hybrid. I think. Yeah, that's what I've seen. Yeah, they they announced that. Mm. Okay, cool. Right, good. I'm glad I'm not talking absolute shit, basically. Yeah, no, Steffi announced that they they had a bunch of different social media that went out about it. Okay. Um, How long was you training in CrossFit before you felt you was ready to compete? Like you was at that level to push for even local competitions? Um, I started doing CrossFit in... 2009 I competed I did it for and I competed uh, at like a local comp and did that's back when they had sanctionals it was like you didn't do the open it was sanctionals and then regionals um and I did it then but I wasn't at a level I mean I was the strongest female at the gym I went to U CrossFit in Salt Lake City Utah um, but I also was a full-time student and that took precedent, but I did that. And then I took, let's see, I competed again with a team in 20, I can't remember if it was 2011 or 2012, um, went to regionals and with the team, but it was kind of off and on through those years. Like I did CrossFit. I never did it with the idea in mind, like that I wanted to compete and I wanted to go to the games. Um, some of the competitions that I did, it was, it was a local competition and like my uh, Tommy Hackenberg was putting it on or they were, you know, I did the team for regionals because I was a big key factor in getting the team qualified to the games. Um, and then I moved to California and I didn't, I was doing CrossFit out here, but I, again, I, I didn't really decide that I wanted to train with the idea in mind of like, that's where I'm working towards, you know, cause there's no guarantee. And I'd never been to the CrossFit games and I did CrossFit and I was really strong and really athletic and fit. Um, but I, I didn't know how fit I could be. So I was at the CrossFit games, uh, watching in 2013. And I remember watching in my old team that I trained with before I moved to California, they won the affiliate cup that year. And I just was like, you know what? I really want to do that. <laughs> like I really want to be out there. And I talked to my old coach after the games were over and I was like, Tommy, I, I think I want to do it. And he looked at me and he was like, you're not going to like it. <laughs> and I was like, I know he's like, okay. You know? And so I trained by myself every day um in preparation for 2014 i went to regionals and that was 2014 was the last year that california was actually two regions they had northern california and southern california and that was my first time competing in california so i don't know any of the girls i don't know I mean, it's a huge state and the community is massive um i won the first event that totally surprised me because up until that point too i wasn't sure how like how good I was because I trained by myself every day. Mm -hmm. So until I was able to 
you get so used to like what your efforts feel like, even though like numbers are going up and times are going, getting faster. I still just, I hadn't yet realized how much better I had gotten in less than a year, just committing my, my time to training. One, the first event, it was a max hang squat snatch. I think, I think I, I did 180, 185. And I went on to have a really great weekend. I was really cool. I took sixth. Um, I did not qualify for the CrossFit games. Uh, there were so many women in my region that had all been to the CrossFit games. Like I was competing against lots of games athletes. And so what I did realize is I've gotten so much better. This is definitely something I should keep doing. Cause I'd originally said, I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to commit for a year. I'm going to train like this. I'm going to do every single thing you tell me to do, Tommy, for one year at the end of it. If I'm like, this sucks, it's not for me, then I won't do it. But what happened is I just, I, I loved it. I mean, growing up being an athlete, my whole life really, you know, was consumed by dance and fitness. And I just kept training, you know, I just, the next day after regionals, I got my training from my coach and I went to the gym and I did it. And at the time I was, I was working 2014. I was a barista at a coffee shop in Santa Cruz. And then I was just training. And then from there I started coaching CrossFit and I was a full-time CrossFit coach and then just training full-time by myself. And fast forward 2014, I, I went to regionals in 2015. This time it was even more terrifying because it was all of California. So it's harder to qualify for regionals. Um, I did really well in the open that year, went to regionals. I did not. And this is like, this is really cool for me. Um, and I don't, I feel like the way they score now, this nece doesn't necessarily work anymore, but it was always about being really good at everything, but not necessarily like the best at anything. Like you could, you could be the best at something. It's like Matt Fraser was an, you know, any Olympic weightlifter, like he's going to crush that. You're the best at it. But, um, I went to regionals in 2015. I stuck to the plan with my coaches. I did not win one event, but I, I won the region, you know, and it was like, I had just been working so hard on getting better at everything, just well-rounded athlete. And yeah, won the region, went to the CrossFit games. I, that was the year that I also was asked to come in and read for a movie, which was ended up being Wonder Woman and the Justice League. I went to the CrossFit Games. I took two rookie first place finishes on the uh, Snatch Ladder and the Max Cleaninger. Um, yeah, and that uh, I just kept going. And then I filmed the movies. I competed in 2016. When I competed in 2016, I had just, without really getting into it, I had to move to the UK to film uh, the end of January in 2016. And then I was over there working and filming. And then in Italy, I came back to the States. I think it was about two weeks before regionals. Um, this was like a discussion that I had with my coaches to decide, because I almost didn't accept the offer. I almost didn't do it because I was worried 
that just was disrupting like what I did so much. And then I kind of decided that it would have been really stupid of me to not take the opportunity. So I did that, but I was injured over there. I had really bad tendonitis in my knee. So six weeks before regionals, I couldn't, I was doing nothing below parallel. I, it was kind of a scary situation, but went to regionals. Um, I had E. coli. I got sick right before regionals in 2016. I woke up um, before I had my flight home from London, extremely sick. So there were a lot of, there were a lot of cards stacked against me, but ended up finishing uh sixth gina ended up finishing sixth um going into the final event in 2016 there were like four of us girls that were all like in fighting contention to go to the games um i did not go i trained hard for 2017 i went i mean right before the open in 2017 i was i was a I was, I was a badass athlete. I mean, I was the strongest I'd ever been. I was the fittest I'd ever been. I, you know, I snatched 210. I was power cleaning, uh, 235, I was squat, squat cleaning 260, clean and jerking 260. I mean, I just, I wanted to go back so, so bad. And, And you deal with a lot of like trolls and there was a lot of stuff that was said and things that were super negative and hard for me to read and deal with after 2016. And so I wanted to prove it to myself that, you know, I, I was a games athlete and I wanted to prove it to them. And then right. The, the day that the open started, I had an MRI and found out that I had a severely herniated disc uh, in my neck and my cervical spine. And I had had some stuff happening physically leading up to the point of me getting an MRI, but I hadn't done anything, fallen, dropped anything on me, nothing to tell me that I was injured. So I was just constantly trying to figure out what was going on, my chiropractor, my uh, physical therapist. And I just, I lost, I had so much um, spinal cord damage that I lost strength, like a lot down my right arm. I couldn't use my hand at all. I couldn't hold away. I couldn't hold myself on a pull-up bar. I couldn't squeeze. I couldn't spray a hairspray bottle. Like I literally couldn't do this. I couldn't text with my thumbs. So I had ended up with a lot of damage that happened down both my arms, my right hand being the worst and had surgery, couldn't compete, didn't do the open. I, I mean, I did a couple of the workouts in the open, even though I wasn't supposed to, um, went in for a cervical fusion. So I have a plate and four screws in my C6, C7 with a bone graft, incredible surgeon. Um, I have Dr. Ivan Chang, if anyone is listening to this and they are needing, you know, having any issues with your spine, he's incredible. Um, yeah. And then very long recovery, got back to training and that was in March. I got back to training in September. Um, decided to do the open going for 2018 and terrified, did the open qualified, went to regionals. Um, and it was a very hard, but good experience. It was hard because, you know, when you've been 
I guess just accepting that I'll never, you have, it's like, you have to learn and accept and be okay with the fact that I had to forget that like, the athlete that I was, because I was never going to be that, like, that's not who I was at this time. You know, I had, I had to relearn so much stuff. I, I had started from scratch, like a handstand. <laughs> so I literally was starting over with so many things and starting over with like gaining strength to do things. Um, yeah. And then out of so many problems and then out of regionals 2018, cause I had so much atrophy in my shoulders. Um, the handstand walk event really, really, really messed me up. Uh, I ended up doing stem cell injections in both my shoulders after regionals. Cause I didn't want to do surgery and took time to recover from that. And then I was going to start training to try again. But at that point, like everything was falling apart with CrossFit. And I kind of decided that it, I didn't want to like the age that I am, um, you know, what I'd already been through all the things I still want to do, uh, different sports. I want to try different experiences that I want to have. Um, it wasn't worth me potentially making things worse for myself just because I really want, just cause I was, I was on the wheel of CrossFit, you know, as a games athlete or someone who's just training all the time for me, the years are just going by so fast. And I, and I recognized that I recognized it early on and I was okay with it. Cause when, when you want to be the best at something or you, this is your sport, this is your career. This is what you're focused on. Like you have to be willing to sacrifice stuff. You sacrifice time, you sacrifice experiences, you, you sacrifice, it's a constant sacrifices. But what started to happen is like, I didn't want to be done. But what I wanted more than another year of doing the same thing every day, blinders on, focused, sacrificing so many things is I wanted to be, I wanted to know that I was going to be physically healthy enough to do all the other things that I really wanted to try and do. And, you know, it just, it, uh, I decided that I just, I was, I was done and I was, I had a hard time telling people I wasn't going to compete anymore. Cause I'm like, that's kind of hard to say, you know, I might want to, like, I might get to a point where I'm really healthy, you know, maybe do team. Um, so there is an opportunity that potentially maybe I will compete again, but for now I'm just not because, because life <laughs> really. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I think that's one of the, one of the, key things you said there that kind of stuck out to me is that the fact that kind of your body was giving up and you're still in like prime years to develop and be at that elite level whereas obviously we all know with time as we get older it will naturally sort of deteriorate and you may not be at the peak anymore and there's like an acceptance that way of like well i am 45 so i shouldn't be competing with these people or whatever like whatever the age is and I guess for yourself, that must've been quite a hard thing to overcome where you're mentally still thinking I'm fit as a fiddle. I'm fine. I should be able to do all of these things, but your body's going like, you're breaking me basically. Like what, what are you doing? And you're kind of having that inner battle as well. And I think that's a tough thing to overcome. Yeah. And there's also like the, com you know, the, the thought or conversation of what, what am I going to do when 
I'm not a professional CrossFit athlete anymore, you know? Mm. Um, and with a lot of things that I had going on and opportunities that were available or things that were coming my way, those are all things that had. So I, <laughs> what you cooking? She might be fine. She has no idea that, she, that we could see her. Um, but all of these things in these years that I'm I'm living right now, like this is when I have to, I have to plan according for the future. I have to be working and putting time into business and and putting time into all these things because. The truth is like CrossFit's a, a really big sport and it's incredible and it's going to live for so long, but it's, you know, even guys that are in the NFL that are getting paid so much money, even there's like a crazy percentage of them end up with like no money, <laughs> you know, like yeah. somehow like more money, more problems, but I just know that as much as I loved doing it, I had this opportunity um, that all came from the the hard work that I put in, but was there because of who I was and, you know, and experiences that I've had. Um, it all just has come together and a lot of amazing things can happen from that, but I have to have time for it and I have to be willing to see it, accept it and try, you know, uh, and a lot of them might fail. Like, <laughs> but if I don't try, then, then no good, you know, no positive stuff could happen in terms of creating, you know, a, a, a career that can outlive my years as a professional CrossFit athlete. Um, I want to matter. I want to matter to people far beyond just this, like, you know, years of in my prime competing. And the way to do that is not, I believe at a certain point is not through being, like being on the competition floor. Um, if for me, if you want it to be something that's long, long term, because, you know, at the end of, a, at the end of the CrossFit games, Obviously, this is not the people that we've seen at the CrossFit Games in the top, like winning the past, you know, so many years, same people. They are savages. Okay. They're not human. They're incredible. Um, but I remember what Katrin actually told me this when I didn't qualify for the games in 2016, because she went through a year where she didn't qualify for the games. Right. And it like really, really broke her down. And she just said to me, and she just, it was just perspective and I think about, I've thought about it so many times is at the end. And this is something that someone had told her too, at the end of the CrossFit games, she's like, what do we do? Like it's over, right? They crown the fittest. What do we do? All of us. We literally all go back to the gym because now it doesn't matter who won. You immediately start training for who's going to win the next year. Yeah. And so that's like, it's this, this cycle, you know, and even that's, and that's what you get into, you get into it. And that's like, it takes over your life and it's not a bad thing to take over your life, but if you want to do other things too, when you're in that, it's very hard to not want to be in it. For me, I was forced out of it. <laughs> well, not out of it, but I was forced 
to sit on the bench for a while because I was, you know, dealing with injuries that were very hard to accept completely out of my control. And there was nothing I could do about it. So when I was after my neck surgery, it's like, well, if I can't do that, like this is a great time to try and focus on some other avenues of, you know, business or, um, things I can do that are going to continue to help my, you know, my brand or whatever, keep growing, even when I'm not competing, you know, and learning that I had so much more value than just who I, like if I qualify for the games or where I placed in a competition, like I, I have so much more value that is to a broader group of people. And it has nothing to do with if I won the CrossFit Games or not. It has to do with my mind, what I've been through, life experiences, um, who I am as a person, ideas I have, um, you know, and it has nothing. And none of that has to do with uh, if you win the CrossFit Games or you don't. Yeah. You, you are like. But because, of, but because of CrossFit, that has, that has given me, you know, that has been the catapult and given me like the, the platform that I have, but now it turns into like, what am I going to do with it? And it could be something really great and beautiful, or it could be like, it'll, it'll fizzle out and I'll, you know, uh, work on the ranch with my family. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you are, I think again, like the, the things I'm taking just from that is like, you didn't want to be just Brookhead's CrossFit. It was Brookhead's brand do you know what i mean like you are the brand you are i'm gonna go do this i'm gonna go do that i'm gonna go do this and it's like you're this one person not just oh crossfit it's like you've expanded your name and who you are to this brand and a role model of many different avenues rather than just fitness 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 all the time yeah but the cornerstone is definitely fitness health and fitness but not um not limited to it. Hmm. I love how, trying new things. How was your um, recovery after your neck surgery? Like, what? How did you, oh. <laughs> you know, go from probably neck surgery down here to then back up to kind of hundred ish percent? Um, obviously, I mean, I've had a lot of people get fusions or some sort of spine surgery and, you know, they still live with pain. They, um, constantly, it's like, there's constant little problems. I will say that my surgeon is an incredible surgeon and also human. Like I actually just wrote a review for him little thing because he moved his practice. And it's like, I, his bedside manner, even was just as good or better than he is as a surgeon. But I found someone who I was very, was very trusted, worked a lot with athletes um, at Stanford University, Stanford hospital in California, Northern California. Um, So there was that. And it was a, he, it was a really great surgery. Um, I still deal with problems. You know, I'm not a hundred percent, but I don't think that that was ever in the cards for me to be a hundred percent, but definitely like 90%. Um, my recovery was, I could do nothing 
for, I was in a neck brace. I could not bend over, turn my head or anything for eight weeks, six to eight weeks. Um, so when I was able to start getting my heart rate up, cause you couldn't do anything for a while for like the blood, you don't want to like blood clots and things like that. I would do a lot of lower body. I would go to the gym here in town and do classes and we would just modify everything so I could do it. Like I would do a lot of like med ball cleans because I didn't have to bend forward. I would just, you know, keep my stay vertical. Um, a lot of lunging, a lot of walking. I bought ankle weights and I'd wear ankle weights and go on hikes. Um, and just trying to load myself because I couldn't put a weight vest on because it was up here and I couldn't have any tension. But I basically didn't do a lot for eight weeks. I took my neck brace off and then it turned and I was doing physical therapy. And March 31st was my surgery date. The end of September, I really got to start doing more stuff like for like early September. Um, and I think it was the end of September or like early, early October was the first time I could do, I did a handstand for the first time. Um, but yeah, it was just PT. I was doing, uh, what's it called? Um, a hyperbaric chamber. Yeah. So with nerve, uh, we, the rate at which our nerves regenerate is extremely slow and it's different for different people. And also my doctor wasn't sure how, you know, how fast it would be because I was trying to, as soon as I could do more in the gym, I was doing more in the gym. So then you start thinking about like, well, what's it going to regenerate? Like if I'm applying all this, you know, extra force and, uh, we weren't really sure how that was going to work. There's, there have been studies that hyperbaric chamber does help with nerve regeneration. So my surgeon, he prescribed me like that was my prescription was hyperbaric treatment. So I was going over and I was doing hyperbaric, uh, almost every day. And right before I, and we ramped it up before regionals and I was doing it twice a day, like three days a week, I would go in the morning and I'd go train. And then I would go at night before I went to bed. So that was really the only added thing besides PT that I was doing for recovery because with nerves, it's just time. It just takes time. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's now 2021 and that was in 2017, sorry, 2017. And I still have issues with nerves, grip strength, um, using my hands sometimes like cramping up and then I'll get like tension sometimes up in my neck just cause it, you know, less mobile up there. But for the most part, I, I feel great and I'm doing way better and I'm not a CrossFit games athlete, you know, I'm not going to CrossFit games, but there's a lot of things I can do. And because I am healthy and not broken, um, I can keep, you know, trying new things and new sports or, you know, dabble in new stuff. Adding more, more and more strings to the bow, really. Yeah. That must have um, drive you kind of a bit crazy, you know. Eight weeks of doing oh, sweet yeah. FA, you know, and I, I 
I've spoke to a lot of people who struggle to relax, who have got similar sort of mindsets where they're like, I've got to do this. I need to work. I'm building a brand. I want to try this. I want to do that. And it's like to switch off and try and relax for a period of roughly, you know, eight weeks must have been a challenge on its own. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of uh, Gina, my best friend, yelling at me across the room at the gym to like <laughs> stop, doing, stop stuff. doing stuff that I was doing. Um, but you, I was just in a situation where you just, I just had to accept it, you know? Well, I mean, that's it, isn't it? Like you've got a neck brace on, you can't just go, eh, take it off, whatever. Like, cause obviously that's yeah. going to cause you some long-term effects and, and ag. Um, yeah, that, that, I just don't, I couldn't do it. Eight weeks of just like minimal shit. It's not good. I'd have been like yeah. that, you know, I've had enough of this somehow. It's very difficult. Um, what would you say has been your sort of best career highlight? Anyways, what, what would what would you say has been your best career oh. highlight? Oh. No pressure. <laughs> right? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if I would say like this is the best, but definitely my experience at the crossfit games winning the clean and jerk and winning the snatch ladder was a pretty big highlight for me and um yeah we'll stick with that we'll just stick with that that one answer versus me sitting here thinking like what else is amazing that i feel like i've done yeah <laughs> what else is, what else is good that i was you know happy about um, I know you said you obviously had a time limit. We've been running for 41 minutes now, which has flown by for me, probably not so much for you. Um, but I've got one more question for you. Obviously, you can answer it as short as you want or go in as depth as you want. Um, but it was just mainly around sort of before you said about like online trolling and, and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And I was just wondering how you manage that. Because obviously, you've got quite a, a big platform. I'm sure you, there's people that do write some some crap on there that makes no sense but um oh, yeah. yeah i was just wondering how you managed it how it coped maybe how it previously used to affect you to now the people out there that are listening and may also be getting affected with that yeah um i guess back then years ago when you know anytime you're like you have people like following you or getting some sort of fame and your Instagram is growing or your YouTube or whatever, you're just going to be, it's like, there's trolls out there that that's just their job. <laughs> that's they're getting paid to talk shit. Um, back then it was really hard for me because, you know, it was really easy for friends to be like, they're just, it's just trolls. Like don't feed into the trolls. Like don't comment back to the trolls. Um, but what some of those people need to understand is, it's very hurtful, even though you may not, you know, that they're, they don't know you, that they are trolls, that they're just saying it to get a rise out of you to have that negative stuff. You to like, like see it or read it or recognize it. It can really exhaust. It just, it really can mess you up. You know, it just, it can bother you. Um, for me, like back then too, I was pretty, I had some insecurities and I'm a, I'm 
may not believe this. I'm an, I'm pretty introverted. So I think I have a lot going on in my head and thinking a lot. And so when I would have like little insecurities or negative thoughts, you know, I would kind of get stuck up here and they were so stupid and not accurate at all, but it was as if, uh, as soon as people started to say things that weren't true, but it almost felt like they were saying something that I thought, or I wondered if like, you know, if I did look like a man or whatever, um, now they were real. So it's like, you now have people saying things that maybe I, I never said out loud and it, it in a way became more hurtful, even though it wasn't, it's not from anyone who you care about or anyone that knows you personally or would, would even know those things about you. Um, so over years of ups and downs, you know, and emotional roller coasters of like not going to the CrossFit games after I was like, I was a CrossFit games athlete. How could I not be a CrossFit games athlete anymore? Like in my mind, as soon as I, as soon as I like, like leveled up in a way, I can't level back down, you know? And so there was a lot of things that I think I was just so busy and had so much to focus on and stuff that took up so much of my time training sponsors that I never had to, I could really forget or ignore some of the um, insecurities or negative thoughts or questions that I had in my head. I could really just like push them aside and then never deal with them. Um, but then you go through like just some emotional turmoil and you have, I, I thought about them. I worked through them. Um, and what I was told once from a, a friend of mine, and I've said this to a lot of people too, is you have, I won't say it exactly how he said it because I'll mess it up, but basically we give power Right. So if someone, if we, someone writes something on your Instagram and they're being a troll, um, those like we, by focusing on those words, we're giving power to what they said, you know? And so you really do have to just let them just be words, you know? And that could be in a sense of when I'm out and about and I've been with like me and Gina somewhere and, you know, she can see people, like I take my jacket off and then she sees and hears like people whispering and talking about me and how I look and, you know, all the steroids I must take and all this stuff. And, you know, it can be really annoying. And especially like for in her case, because she cares about me so much and there's all this bullshit being said by complete strangers who don't know who I am and it can really uh, frustrate you. But if you can, if you think about it in a sense where reminding yourself that you don't know them, they don't know you, um, and you just don't give them attention. And whether that's for me, it, it's even just like, don't give those words attention in my own head, because if I let that, if I start questioning it, it all just gets, it just gets stuck up here and, um, you just feel really crappy. Um, it's a constant battle. This is not like dealing with, you know, people being trolls or reading comments or having things said to you. Like for me, it's like, I just get better at from practicing some of these, like, you know, things that I do, whether it's like a thought pattern I have or little ways to 
remind myself that that what they're saying really doesn't matter. Um, I just get better at like protecting my own emotional state in a way, even though sometimes it's like, it's still hard to hear, you know, now, now um, I'm always just looking for someone who can be more creative with their insults. Like I've heard everything. So by this point, I'm actually entertained if you can be more creative instead of just saying the easy stuff, like stop insulting me with the easy stuff that people have been saying for years that they say to every strong female, uh, get a little more creative and, um, and to laugh and, and to laugh about it, honestly. And then what I'll do too is I'll just erase comments, like some comments that are kind of negative. Sometimes I'll erase them. Sometimes I won't, but you just get, just get rid of it, you know, and then reminding yourself, uh, let's say this person that is trolling you. Um, one, I like to look at them, look at their life, usually like makeup what I assume their life is like, because you don't really know. Cause they have like no profile picture or maybe they do. A lot of people are like being so hateful and hurtful and you go to their Instagram and it's like, family first, my kids, Jesus Christ, like all these things we are like, what? Like, and this is how you're being, you're teaching your children to just, just rag on strangers because based on how they're, they look anyways, it's a, uh, do they have the life that I want? Do they have the job I want? Do they have, you know, the happiness that I want, the success that I want? If they don't have any of those things and primarily being like their happiness, their attitude, they don't have that. I don't care what they say anyways, because I would never ask them for advice because I don't want to know what they think because I'm not trying to end up where they are. I'm trying to end up somewhere very different. So having good people in your life that you can really have that almost ground you and how you respond. I guess, respond to some of these things or feel about yourself when you do read negative comments is people that lift you up and they kind of level, they help you level up because, you know, you're chasing the same stuff, you know, they're in, and we're all moving in different directions. And some people, you know, they just, uh, misery loves company, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would, um, indulge in a little rant with you about all of that kind of, uh, chaos on the internet but so much chaos. we'd be here for a little while because i've got a few things about that and a few tips for people and i'm not gonna entertain it because you'll be looking at me going come on hurry up <laughs> shut yeah. up now you're done <laughs> um but no that's that's pretty much the the final question i had for you anyway so i really appreciate your time um is there anything you would like to add by the way that's off on a total tangent programs you might be selling where people can find yeah. you Sure, I'll, I'll plug um, nakedtraining.app. We are about to launch the newest version of our app. It's incredible. Um, we have the Naked program is primarily it's it's building strength focused, and you can sign up following the conventional program or the functional program. So that's just depending on where you train. Um, we have the at home program. We have at home dumbbell program. We are launching a new program that is a live program. So all of these other ones 
you can, if you have a very specific goal in mind or, you know, limited equipment or something like that, or you can't go to a gym, we have programs for that. The live program is going to be programmed by my really good friend, Daniel Jahangard. And it's going to be, you know, it's like going to a CrossFit gym. So now everyone who's following the naked training program or using the app, we can all be doing the same programming the same day versus when you do get into our program, it's, a, it's a, you know, you have testing weeks, you start out, it's really to get stronger, to get fitter. Um, but this one will be a live program. So ever more people can be doing the same thing. And really, hopefully the goal is to just continue to build our strong community and have more engagement from, you know, people all over the world, really. Uh, that's, I'm very excited about it. So nakedtraining.app, um, nswear.com. Nswear is getting ready to launch men's, more men's clothing. Um, I have, we've launched some new items for ladies, leggings, bras, and yeah, keep an eye out. Um, try it out. Everything will get better as we grow too. So Afia Skincare, check it out. Um, Between the Reps podcast. Uh, that one, <laughs> that one's that. not for everybody. That one's not for everybody. Um, women really love it. A lot of men listen to it as well. We are very open. We talk about everything. A lot of women's stuff. Periods, breast implants, skin care, extensions, vibrators, shitting your pants. Because <laughs> that's, it's, uh, that stuff really happens. Anyways, what am I missing? Um, oh, man. Missing <laughs> that's probably here? something. I don't know. We can plug it in. We could plug it in at some Honestly, point. I put a link guys, down. Just uh, follow me on Instagram. And, oh, check out my YouTube channel. Okay. Oh, I think... I don't know. I've probably seen it somewhere popping up and whatever. So yeah, I'll I'll try and uh, plug all those links in the video description, anyways, uh, for those yeah. that do want to find it. So it's not a problem. Um, I really appreciate your time though for coming on and talking to me. Uh, still mad yeah, that thanks, I'm talking to you. It's, it's mad. I'm just little old me, like living in some shit hole, basically <laughs> talking to you. So it's weird times. Um, but yeah, if you're happy, I'll just talk to you for a couple of minutes off stream. Um, so yeah. I'll stop recording now. I'll let you know when we stop recording and then we'll go from there. So yeah, thanks okay. for coming on. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me.